Yes, yes. Here he is. Here's the butter boy. The but. Oh my god, dude. And dude, you look so fucking spiffy. What is this? I'm just a little butter. I know, man. Mm. You're covered in butter. Look at you, man. You shine up nice, like a like a like a shiny penny. What did that? I don't know what that saying is. What that fucking saying? Find something. a penny, pick it up all day long. You'll have good luck. Oh well, there's that one, right? But yes. you know what I mean. Yeah. I've often said that about myself. Oh, here, cheers. Thanks for the Martinez. You know it. You know it. I made you one of my, my famous favorite. Manhattans. I know. Oh yeah, Manhattan. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Well, Manhattan is a martini. Mm-hmm. Um. My favorite martini, probably. What do you mean, Manhattan's in the category of a martini? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's pretty much just whiskey with a garnish. You, usually you use some vermouth with it, but I actually don't use any vermouth in mine. Mm. But we just had that party last Sunday, Saturday, and I was like, I'm not making drinks for anybody. But, dude, sure enough, man, you're like, come on, make me that, man. I couldn't, couldn't say no to you, sir. And you made me an espresso. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Now, how about an espresso martini? What do those you think of those? Those are my favorite. Those are actually going to be my my uh, cocktail at my wedding. One of my oh. special cocktails, the groom's cocktail. I see. Yeah. I see. Yes, congratulations on that. That's so. coming up soon. Yeah, get get comfortable. Get wherever you need on that. I'm going to straddle this microphone. You can straddle here. it, or you can take it off the thing. Or a little Steven Tyler action. Yeah, Steven Tyler. That's what I love. The, the so he did one of these. You're the second one now. Oh. And um, that was I think Jeff grabbed that and. And there was a group of it was Jeff and Pete. This this place yeah, is haunted, yeah. guys. And Pete said that he was like, "Dude, you look like Freddie Mercury holding that thing." Oh yeah. So that's cool. So feel free to Freddie Mercury it up. No, but um, what? Okay, your express, your espresso. I almost said espresso. Your espresso martini. <laughs> what do you put in your espresso martini? Um, probably like a chocolate um, vodka. Oh. oh. Um, oh. Like a chocolate flavored vodka. So it's like a mocha. Um, yeah, and maybe some kind of, uh, oh, definitely some espresso mm-hmm. um, or a cold brew. Yep. Um, preferably a light roast, I would say. Yep. I'm a light roast fan. but um, And then some shakens and strained over ice and some chocolate shavings on the oh, top, possibly. Ooh, and get a nice foam you. on the top. Yeah. Um, the liqueur, I would say probably like a Godiva. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Although, dude, can you even find Godiva right now? I can't find it anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. That might be a problem for huh. you. So I used to make those uh, chocolate martinis. Yeah. I think you had. Yeah. In New Year's, I was making those yeah. chocolate martinis. And that's Godiva white, Godiva dark, and some vanilla vodka. And the Godivas, mm. I can't fucking find those things anywhere anymore. There's I don't, a national shortage of Godiva. I, I think there is. Well, you know, what's really scary now is the Noir, the uh, Contro Noir that goes mm. in these. I can't find that shit anywhere right now. Mm. So uh, enjoy the signature Manhattan while mm. last. Yes. I'm also a big fan of botanical gins lately. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that was always Tom's thing. Uh, no, well, um, uh, Tom's does have a botanical gin. There's another one called... No, no, I meant Tom Whitney. I mean, that's his oh, gin with the... I'm not sure if I he's... never knew you with the gin. To yeah, yeah. Gin I mean, I've always liked gin and tonics and gin martinis, but... Um, a botanical gin has a lot more floral notes to it. It's not as piney and like junipery, and it goes well with like a nice flavored salt, so like a soda, yeah, for or a sure. tonic and like an orange yep. slice. Yep, and it's like a nice fresh. Do you have like drink. a particular one that you really like? That's um, very botanically. There's one called the White Whale that I just got. Yeah. That's really good. I've had that. that? Yeah, I've had yeah. that. You ever have? Um, there's one that I really like. I think it's out of Wyoming called Gunpowder. 
Mm. You know that guy? It's like a blue. Never heard of that blue one. Gin. That's really good. But Leopold Brothers, man. Leopold Brothers yeah. right out of Denver. Oof. They are. I love are they out of Denver stuff. or just. I thought Denver. they were somewhere south, but maybe not. Yeah, I think they're, they're Denver. Denver. Yeah, yeah. Well, they say Denver, like so many people, like myself. You know, this podcast, I'm like, yeah, it's out of Denver, but we're sitting in Westminster, so. Yeah, I think I first started getting into it from Scotland, actually, oh, last year. Okay. That's uh, where you got into gin. Well, I've always been into gin, but the botanical scene. There, Wait, there's yeah. like an interesting gin scene in, in Scotland. Scotland? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, it's like one of their you would never think most that. popular drinks, and they have distillers all over the place. That's um, interesting. Yeah. They, I would never have thought that. They had a rhubarb uh, gin that just blew my mind. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've never had any Scottish gin. I don't know. Is it just mm. is that a new thing, or is it not exporting? I don't think so. It I mean, it's it's part of the UK. And England, the English drink a shit ton of gin. Yeah, now English for sure. Have an English gin. Yeah. Isn't Tangeray is English, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. Most, I mean, like Boodles sucks, and like Beefeater and all that British. Beefeater is Sapphire. Is that also uh, English? Hmm, is it? Sapphire is like one of those. Isn't that a Tangeray product? Is no. it Tangeray Sapphire? Oh God! Is it? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Sapphire is its own thing. Uh, it's bomb. Excuse me. Wait, wait, wait. Bombay. It's Bombay. Mm-hmm. Bombay. Sapphire and Bombay Clear. For like the sort of, I don't know what you want to call it, like, not, it's not quite bottom tier, but like mid tier gins. I always like Bombay over Tangri. I've never really cared too much for Tangri. Bombay is smooth. Yeah, Bombay yeah, is smoother. Smooth. And Sapphire's got a little more flavor, but still yeah. nice. Tangri, I don't know what it is about it. It's just, it's got like a little mouthwash. It's like juniper. Yeah, it's a juniper bean. Sure. Sure. Whatever. Is it the, uh, the caper? No. Caper does come from a. Juniper, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know where the hell juniper comes from. How about wormwood? Well, juniper is like a shrubbery. Yes, it's a shrubbery. It's one of the shrubberies. Yeah. But I think they use the little berries from the juniper, the juniper berries. And and so I think also gin, man, I don't really know this, how the distilling process. I mean, first things like vodka and whatnot, the whatever you put in the mash, you know, you end up with a little bit of that flavor when you're distilling it, but not that much Mm -hmm. because it's just part of the mash. You're just, you're just getting the alcohol vapor out of it. But gin, I thought is one where you actually put stuff in the finished distilled liquor but i'm not totally you sure can. about that i mean that's the botanicals that's where it comes from right is it yeah. but it's not just part of the mash do you know what i'm saying like you you make a mash and it's this big ugly nasty thing and then you you put it in a still mm-hmm. where the vapor comes up and like distills in little droplets of alcohol yeah and i never i know like vodka and whiskey you know you put a lot of crazy shit in the mash but it doesn't always come out in the flavor profile that much or like mm-hmm. lightly in the in the in the actual liquor yeah. but i feel like gin i think gin when you're done distilling it don't you put more shit in it or something? Maybe, or? maybe because I think you know whiskey gets its flavor from the barrel aging. That's right. And then so there's got to be some kind of something, yeah. yeah some after kind of, process, well, definitely that's truth with whiskey. It's like, um, you know, corn whiskey, white whiskey is almost the same as vodka. In fact, it kind of is. I think you could take vodka, depending on how you made it, and put it in some whiskey barrels and age it, and it'd basically be whiskey. Yeah, but I think. Vodka is made from potatoes. Does it have to exclusive? I mean, some vodka is not made potatoes. Probably not. Some yeah. kind of grain. But you're but right. That's the typical way. That's like the Polish the way Russian, to do it. Polish the Russian. Way. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And I mean, dude, those guys are the kings of vodka. Although, yeah. you know, what I, th- I thought was so funny is uh, I thought forever that Kettle One was a Russian vodka. Hmm. So like when that's not. No, I don't think so. when that when the war broke out and everyone was like boycotting Russian shit, I could still find. The fucking Kettle One. They a lot of other ones. You know, you go to a liquor store and they're like, "Sorry, we're not carrying this anymore because Putin's an ass." But I could still find the Kettle One, and I'm mm. like, "I don't know, Kettle One is that not Russian?" I always yeah. thought it was. 
Oh, maybe is Smirnoff? Smirnoff sounds Russian. Russian? Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe it's Swedish. I do love vodka too. I feel like vodka and whiskey are my. Oh, those are your two. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll get I'll get a, a hankering for some gin, which is good. Mm. But I do think whiskey and vodka are probably my two favorite. I lean a lot towards tequila at times. That's Dude, kind of my go-to as well. Tequila's great. Yeah. Tequila's great. I was thinking after this, I was thinking that's probably what I'm... Because I got a couple of nice bottles mm. of tequila now from uh, oh. from my birthday. So I'm like, yeah. that's probably when I have a little tequila, maybe. Like a little tequila soda with Something. some lime. Yeah. Except I wonder if I have any lime. I didn't prepare enough for this. Mm. But yeah, no, you're right. Tequila is another one that I really love. I pretty much love them all. Rum is probably my least favorite. Nicole loves rum. She is a big rum and coke fan. Spiced oh, rum. Okay. Uh, like I do Captain like Morgan? I do like rum. Rum makes me really sloppy though. I get really, really sort of disoriented. Really? And like uh, cartoon, cartoonish, kind of just silly. I feel like rum is maybe that one that I've had. Like a lot of people have tell me different stuff, like tequila, for instance, where you just got sick on it like one too many times. I remember back in state college buying like handles of Captain Morgan mm. and just drinking that shit like it was going out of style. And I think that's what did it to me was just either too many times drinking too much of it or just got or sick of it. Sailor Jerry's. Ooh, dude, Sailor Jerry's. Oh, yeah. that's some serious gut rot. Well, it's the other thing. I think rum like kind of hurts my stomach, I feel like. It's really sweet. Yeah. yeah. It's really sweet Sugary. as we sip this sweet-ass fucking cherry flavor. <laughs> I did have a nightmare scenario in high school at a party where I took a shot of Sailor Jerry's. And oh. I was looking desperately for a chaser around the room, and I grabbed this empty-ish beer can of Bush Light to chase oh. it down oh, with. No. And oh, no. at the last second, I realized that it was tobacco spit. It was a dip. My One of the guys at the party was dipping and spitting yeah. into this beer can, and I fucking chugged. The spit. The spit and then vomited all in the backyard oh, and just like God, coughing dude. out chunks of tobacco in my throat. And it's like, it was <laughs> That's like, fucking awful. It dude. definitely put a damper on my rum consumption for oh like the next God. three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's gross. That's gross as shit. You know, that kind of reminds me of this story that I had back when I was uh, bartending in, uh, in Harrisburg. And it's real late. You know, we you had to stop serving at two. But you kind of close the doors at 2.30. Everybody had to be out. So this is, I think, after this point. We stopped serving. It's 2. It was like 2.15. And this guy comes in like crazy, crazy wasted. He's like, come on, man. Just give me a drink. Whatever you got. I don't care what it is. And I keep telling him, no, dude. I'm not I'm not giving you anything. You know, we're past the time. You can't have anything. But the other bartender's there. He's like, no, nah, no. Nah. He grabs my shoulder. He's like, no, nah, Mike, I got this. I got this. He's like... What you need is a Pennsylvania rail slide. Ooh. And the guy's like, oh? And now this is how drunk this motherfucker was. Right in front of him, he takes like a rocks glass, puts it on the bar, and then he picks up one of those bar rails that has like the sludge and oh, shit yeah, in yeah. it. Yep. And he fucking, right in front of him, <laughs> pours it in the cup. And the guy like watches him do it. And he hands it to him. And the guy takes it, slams it down, drinks it, kind of does a little like, you know, the chills, like the ooh, yeah. look to him. Gives us twenty dollars and walks out of the bar. Wow! Wow! He gave twenty dollars. Gave twenty dollars. Oh, that's a boss move, dude. Yeah. Dude, for yeah. some rail sludge. I mean, how how blackout wasted? I mean, the rail sludge isn't so bad. There's <laughs> oh, there's on. another well. There's another shot called the bar mat, which is when I used to be a bartender. That we used to actually take the the bar mat that you've been standing on and spilling drinks on the whole fucking night, pull that up off the ground. And just like uh, ring it out into uh, a shot glass. Oh my god! That yeah. So it's not only like foot gunk and yeah, 
and uh, whatever else. That is so yeah, awful that's and rancid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's funny, though? You're the first person to ever say it to me. Most people I tell this story to, they're just like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing. Now you say that, and I'm thinking all those years back, was that like a real drink? Is that a thing? It's like one of those joke drinks you give somebody that's yeah. really fucked up at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. But that fucker drank it and yeah. like, Good you know, him. didn't he had a little, like I said, he got a little bit of a, you know, his tingles, his eyes were rolling back his head for a second. Mm, probably but, a couple like, you know, some grains in there or something. Yeah. A couple little, you know, <laughs> I don't know, pieces of trash and shit yeah. floating around, but maybe not quite as bad as, as drinking the dip cup. I don't know. Uh yeah. yeah, that's a problem. I noticed, too, with the uh, cigarettes. I see people always putting out the cigarettes, you know, there's no mm-hmm. ashtray in their can. Yeah. And I often think about that. I'm like, man, you be better freaking know. Yeah. Now, if you have a clear bottle, you could look at it. But those cans, woo. Isn't that funny, though? Like, if you're at a party and there's multiple people drinking out of different cans and seltzers or whatever, and you, you pick up somebody else's can at accident, and it's like maybe two grams lighter than yours or maybe three degrees colder than yours, but you have like this gauge of the, yeah. your drink and where you left it. You have like this muscle memory of like, oh, that's my drink. Oh, that's my, oh, this is mine. It's it's three quarters full and it's super, it's super cold. Yeah. Like you have this kind of ingrained Your hand knows, identity. man. Yeah. Your fucking hand knows. Yeah. This is funny you're saying that because I was saying a similar thing. You know, I just got that, that guitar not that long ago. It took me like a month to find this guitar I wanted to buy. Yeah. It's and beautiful. And that was such a thing, man, where I would get, you know, pick up a guitar and go, oh my God, I don't, I don't like it. It feels so weird to me. Yeah. And I'd measure it compared to other ones that I do like. And we're talking like a millimeter, dude. I mean, you can, <laughs> this is like, so you can barely see that. Mm-hmm. And yet when you touch it, it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, like very slight difference in this drink. And the yeah. minute I pick it up, my hand knows that like, that's not my drink. Yeah. I think that's the same with like playing other people's drum sets. It does take me a while to like adjust. Calibrate. Yeah, a little bit to it, dude. I would think that'd be hard as fuck. You know, sometimes I, yeah. I, I get so used to playing my kit, and I don't play that much drums. But then I sit down to somebody else's kit, and I'm like, well, you know what? That said, I've been better about it. I feel like when I was younger, I couldn't even comprehend how you could do that. Yeah. And I feel like even the same way with guitars and amps and shit, people try to share amps, and I'd be like, how can you even come close to getting your sound or anything? Mm-hmm. But uh, anymore, I don't know. Now I'm a little older and a little wiser. I'm like, yeah, yeah you can make it work. Yeah. That yeah. first song's probably always going to be a little fucking crazy, though. Yeah. I mean, as long as you get like the hi hat in the right position, I yeah. think, and your kick drum and like the cymbals, yep. uh, the snare drum at the right height, there's little micro adjustments you can make to those. But like, but yeah, I think more of it's the feel, like the feel of the tom drums. The bounciness, uh, you the mean? Bounciness the bounciness yeah. or the position of those can right. be weird. Yep. Um, it took me a while to get used to my Vista lights because it was like one rack tom and two floor toms where I was normally used to like two or three two rack, rack toms, toms yeah. and then one floor tom. I'm totally used to that. You know, I remember playing your kit and that threw me off a little bit because that the ride is like creeping into where that second um, tom with rack oh, tom yeah, would be. Yeah, yep. I know. I just start doing that. I like that position. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm. You remember I told you before. I like everything kind of tight and yeah. as close as you can get it. You're saying, but the snare. I feel like that's one of the biggest things I notice. And over here, if like you're jamming here, I don't know any other drummer. Lucas, somebody's over here. The snare height. If that changes just a little bit, all of a sudden I'm fucking whacking my leg. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. getting that just right is tricky. And then I usually keep my hats low. But you were just saying you started bringing them higher. So yeah. I mean, I think uh, it lets me. I don't know. I think I have better access to it mm-hmm. when it's a little bit higher, and plus my stick is angled and I can hit it. A okay. Bit with more um, gusto. Yeah. 
You know, it's funny you say that because I don't think much about the stick angle with the hats. I definitely mm. think about it with the other symbols, and I'll position them to try to get the angle I want. But the hats, yeah. they're always just so flat, you know. I'm, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's kind of like when you hear your crash symbol, like a nice angle on the edge of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then low enough where I can do more technical shit with, like, the tip and just kind of do more, like, uh, 16th and 32nd notes on the top. And right. And some little twirls and yeah magical well notes. i feel like i feel like the minute you start getting the symbols higher and higher and higher like i don't know it just does it, it it's physics man it's gonna take you longer to get up to the yeah. symbols right how the fuck does that work but sometimes it looks cool it definitely looks cool no yeah. doubt well okay <laughs> yeah no actually it's like the it's like the the giant guitarists that have this you know wall of half stacks up there on yeah. stage and like one of them's plugged in you know like, well it's like the drummer from battles yeah, uh, I can't remember his name. The guy from Helmet. Helmet yeah, but, um, he's got his crash symbol that's like six feet in the air. Yeah, that's it's, like what the hell is up with and that? And he fucking hits it really well. <laughs> I mean, I guess you get used to anything. Maybe a real long monkey arms, and it's just yeah. that's more comfortable for you to be up there. Yeah, I cannot imagine that being the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to. Uh, tell you about this or sort of ask you maybe the other day i was looking for some yurkish stuff oh and i can't fucking find it anywhere i mean a couple things crossed my mind is like it's on soundcloud maybe i'm not spelling it well also yeah so i don't use soundcloud very much is it's, that the only place is it myspace yeah it's and, only on soundcloud yeah, yeah okay we never went as far as got it on but is it you are or is it ir it's y-e-r-k-i-s-h fuck dude that's y-e-r yeah yeah see this is what happens when you name your band Yurkish or Masuji is mm. you. No one can fucking spell that name. You can never find that damn band. Well, do you know what Yurkish means? Uh, no, is it like a? It sounds like a Yiddish thing or something. Uh, no, it's actually named after a doctor. Um, oh, I can't remember his first name. Vincent Yurkish or Vin, uh, yeah. Anywho, he was the, one of the godfathers of chimpanzee studies. Oh, interesting. And he was into communication with chimpanzees. Mm. Now, they named this language after him. It's a language. Artificial language oh. created by humans to communicate with chimpanzees. That's called Yurk. That's the language. Yeah. Yurk. Oh, yeah. no, that's a pretty fucking cool name. Yeah. His, no, Yurks. Robert Yurks. That's his name. Robert Yurks. So Robert they, they named it Yurkish. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. And then our singer Tim, we were trying to come up with band names. He's like, I've always wanted to name a band since third grade or something like that. Uh, Yurkish. Yeah. Like, what the fuck does that mean? He's, and then we told us the definition. We're like, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the name of the band. Dude, that's a sick name. So we just kind of did this whole like monkey themed. Everything was like, everything was you know, all of our posters. Th- all of our posters were chimpanzees, what? and like we we. Uh, no, I didn't know that. And then we'd pass out bananas before our shows and have like <laughs> custom Yurkish Chiquita stickers on the bananas that my singer would print out. Wow. Uh, we would have uh, banana bread, weed banana, or like kind of uh, different types of banana <laughs> bread. Different types, yeah. We would have. Um, <laughs> And uh, it kind of became our shtick. It, it kind of was successful. It was like our brand. And, yeah. Uh, Tim, our singer, also worked at Kinko's at the time. So we would get these like hundreds of like 11 by 17 full color posters for free. Just plaster them all around town. That's the way to do it. Um, yeah. And it was all just like we were known as the monkey band, I guess. Now, that's so weird because I this is the first time I think I've ever heard that before. Oh. I didn't realize you guys were the monkey band. Yeah. Yeah, but that's cool to have a theme like that, honestly. Yeah. and then you like to, to play it as much as you do. I love that. We wanted to. There was a chimpanzee rescue in in New Mexico uh, that we tried to get a hold of. We wanted to like do a benefit concert with them and then shoot a video at their facility, but somehow that fell through. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been super cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I don't. I I never somehow I didn't put that together. But you know, also like I'm saying, because I can't fucking spell Yerkish, I couldn't even find you guys, let alone the language. So I wonder if you Google it. Probably the language is the first thing that comes up. Uh, the language. I think there's a stand-up comedian named uh-huh. Yerkish or something like okay. that. Okay, but uh, you had to fight with it. But yeah, there's definitely quite. A, if you just type in Yer- Yerkish music, um, then you'll find it. Some, okay, yeah, well, all it's probably, shits on I think I tried both Y U R and Y I R. But, you know, I, I remember doing this kind of similar thing with a lot of bands I was in. And, like, the last interview was this guy's from This Place is Haunted. And there's a Devochka song called This Place is Haunted. Oh, yeah. So anytime you'd be searching, like, iTunes or Google or anywhere, you know, we'd always be usurped by this song because it's I Devochka. I like that band, too. Devochka's rad. I, I like them, and I, I, I always like them. But, man, I don't know if you, have you seen them live? No, I have not. So they put on a hell of a live show too. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's one of these shows like I would equate to Tool where it's an amazing show, but over the course of a many fucking years, it really doesn't change like much mm, at all. Okay. It's still, I saw yeah. Devochka, I think three different times over maybe three, four years. And the last time I saw him, I was like, I don't think it's I need Denver to see band, this right? show anymore. I think they are from, Denver, from Denver. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I saw him was Halloween in Denver. I think maybe the Gothic. Oh yeah. They always did Halloween shows. Yeah. Which was really cool. You know, they have a, a girl plays mm-hmm. a tuba and she's got like Christmas lights all over it. And then they have those, um, I forget what you call those aerial dancers that do the, they climb the like, uh, ribbons. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil kind of the thing. Guy, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. It's cool. And that one guy who plays like fiddle and I think he maybe also plays guitar. He like rips, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe just, I don't think, he, I think he just plays fiddle. Did you ever see Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, maybe. The I movie? think so. Yeah, wait. What's that one? That was about? kind of Devochka's big breakthrough. They did the they entire soundtrack for that, oh, that movie. Shit. It's a movie, yeah, with uh, Steve Carell and um, Steve what's his Carell. name? Uh, yeah. I, I cannot. I, uh, it's that like one of the so best indie films of like 2000, I want to say six. I'm pretty sure out. I saw it. Is it like this like, girl and they're on a road trip or something? Or? Yeah, it's this kind of dysfunctional family. Yeah. And the little girl enters this competition. She gets accepted to this uh, beauty pageant show and they travel That's to California. Right. To, to go to the beauty pageant. Yeah. Yep. And they just, they run into all sorts of chaos. Yes. And, now I remember. That yeah. is a really good movie. Yeah. I yeah. love that. But the entire soundtrack was a Devochka. Oh, interesting. Yep. So that was their big break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, they're pretty huge now, man. They play in like a bunch of big festivals and shit. Yeah. Which is very nice. Yeah, they're like one of those weird little folk, um, kind of a gypsy. Gypsy, yeah. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know, know if I- gypsy comes in my mouth. Give them folk, but gypsy, gypsy for folk. sure. Gypsy folk. There you go. I like folk music, especially like folk rock. I always thought it was cool. And mm-hmm. and um, since living here, I've been exposed to a lot more bluegrass. And some bluegrass is great. You know, like the Punch yeah. Brothers? Yeah, I love the Punch yeah, Brothers. Yeah, Punch Brothers are Nicole awesome, Nicole introduced man. me to them, and we saw them at the Botanical Gardens, mm. and they blew my mind. Yeah, they're yeah. really great live. Mm-hmm. I saw them once uh, at like Chautauqua. Oh, but cool. um, Dave Sandoval, of mm-hmm. all people, who is also going to be on this show at some point. Um, I love that dude. Yeah, man. He's the man. He, he introduced me to... To punch brothers. I think him and Matt, him and his brother Matt, one of those. They are so fucking good. And their singer's yeah, like so dude. talented. And yes. he was the new he's the yeah. new narrator for, for M- Prairie Home Companion. Yeah, man, for NPR, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I used to listen to a lot of NPR. He's kind of dorky and just adorable and just like I feel like he's he's not quite as good as the last guy. I think he's a better musician for sure. And oh, the, yeah, yeah. the songs are better, but I think he's like not Garrison quite, Keeler. Well, he, that's yeah, that's right. a different vibe. Totally. But he worked yeah. really well as a host, I think. 
Garrison Keillor was like yeah. Matt Locke meets like <laughs> like Jeff Goldblum meets like yeah, he was just super talented. I've never, I still haven't like looked up what that guy looks like, but I can imagine he looks as you just described. Kind of looks like Dwight from The Office, uh, oh. mixed with like what? Uh, really like kind of a jovial John Candy, but not as fat. Hmm. Um, he's kind of yeah, he's just like a kind of a goofy looking guy, but like very positive vibes. And, okay. Um, I would have assumed like a mat luck. I would think he was like a towering, tall, you know. He's kind of lumbering. Yeah, is he? He's, I okay. think he's kind of, he's pretty tall. He sounds lumbering. It's yeah. funny, you hear these in these people's voices and you could just tell like you're mm-hmm. a lumbering dude. Yeah. Yeah. I know you have a pretty deep voice, but you are a little taller than I me do? too. How tall are you? Or? Uh, 6'2. 6'2. And I'm, I'm six even. Mm. But I always felt like I have kind of a higher pitch voice for most other dudes that are six feet tall. Hmm. I think there's something about that. You can tell you're, well, I say that thing about like Billy Corgan. That man's fucking 100 feet tall and he sounds like, eh. Well, you sound like Billy Corgan when you sing. Right. So there you go. I mean, it's not always just the height, I guess. But some of those voices, like Gare's a killer, dude. You hear his voice. It's like, that guy's got to be a lumberjack. Yeah. But he's got good melody in it. Like, I don't know what it's something. The way they harmonize, I guess. I guess. uh, Well. I never yeah. thought he was a really good singer. I, if I had to yeah. criticize his show He's more at all. a storyteller. Yes. He's the, got the narration down. The narration was great. Yeah. That was great. And then when he go to sing the songs, I'd be like, ooh. Which is why <laughs> now the dude, what's the guy's name from the Punch Brothers? Um, uh, uh Yeah. Nope. I almost said Jeff Tweedy, but that's Wilco. <laughs> no. But he's got a name kind of like that. Yeah. Thiele, Chris Thiele. Is that it? That sounds familiar. I think that's it. First time I saw him was on- So bad um, with names was on Tiny Desk, and he was, like, wearing uh, braces. He had, like, braces on. What? He just, like, he was super energetic and, like, braces. this quirky, high-energy dude, kind of stringy. Really? From uh, the Punch Brothers? Yeah, yeah. The singer, yeah, he had these, like, goofy braces on. And See, he, do, he doesn't, like, in that show, in the NPR show, one of those two, he doesn't come off to me as high-energy at all. He seems like he's very, like, sort of focused. I don't know what you want to, like, the, more mm-hmm. like the typical artist. He's trying to be, like, a little more uh, satirical and, and, yeah, you know. yeah. Darker, kind of drier funny. comedy. I remember the show at the Botanical Gardens. There was just, a, I think it's three or four of Punch Brother. I think four. I can't remember. It was a mandolin, uh, a guitar player, and then a, a banjo player. There's but a bass too. Usually, is there a bass? Yeah, yeah maybe there's a fourth bass. one. But they he all had four. like these. All the other um, roadies like set out these like fancy old fashions. Uh, on this little card table. Oh, in nice. front of the stage, and they're all just drinking Chicken. whiskey the whole show. That's awesome. Yeah. I think they're big drinkers. That one, uh, uh, what's that song? It's like the second one on the, ah, oh, damn it. Heaven's a something on the porch. I forget what drink it is, but. Oh, yeah. Um, julep, mint julep. Yeah, mint yeah. julep. Heaven's That's a julep. one of my favorite on the, songs. Oh, yeah. That's such a great yeah. song. They're yeah. awesome. Now, here's another, you know, you ever hear of the Kitchen Dwellers? Mm, I've heard of them. Yeah. I'm not sure I've heard their music. Charlotte's introduced me to them. Um, mm. I saw them, they were opening for Yonder Mountain String Band, mm-hmm. uh, at uh, where was that? I think it was Mission of all places for the like, was it Mission? God, I don't remember now. It was a it was a big giant festival with a bunch of string bands, but they were cool because they were definitely like metal. Oh, and the guy who introduced them said that I forget who it was that was hosting MCing the thing, but he <laughs> says before they go on, he goes, "This is the most metal bluegrass band in the world. It's the Kitchen Dwellers," and he was not fucking around. I mean, the banjo guy 
was like playing Rain and Blood just on their little sound check, on their little line check. Oh, Metal Man, meaning they cover metal songs. Well, they don't. Ri- no, it's original. I don't think any of them were covers. Oh. But they just, they're just, they just heavy. They're riffs, they riff yeah. like metal. They got a bunch of fucking pedals going on. And, you know, the bass player just hits some real nasty distortion pedals. Mm. And it's just awesome. That sounds amazing. Yeah. What are they called again? The Kitchen Dwellers. The Kitchen Dwellers. I liked them. Now it's funny. I'm like talking about them, liking them. I said, Charlotte introduced me. She doesn't like, she was like, nah. <laughs> I think they're too dark, I think is what she said. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I like them. They're all dark yeah. and brooding and evil. Yeah, I like that music too. Yeah, dude. Speaking of dark and brooding and evil, New Orleans. Ooh. Oh. You want to talk a, a New Orleans recap? Well, I just, which I think <laughs> I, well, we don't have to necessarily recap. But what did you it, like about New Orleans? Like, what was like oh, your top dude. three things? There's, well, I'm going to get real fruity with it, you know, but there's just this vibe there. And I, I think I remember Ant, we ran into my bull buddy, Anthony Rogers, yeah, right? He's cool. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Awesome bass player, very accomplished. Just knows all his music history and history in general. Yeah. But he's a very uh, political activist, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was the one that was saying something like, I'm describing this to him. I'm like, there's just so much like, death here in the city but it makes you want to dance and play and everything and he's like yeah because there really was the history there it's a super bloody place and all they could think to do this is like where voodoo came out of this was to like honor the dead and Mm -hmm. dance on their graves and i think it just has such a weird energy because of that you know you want to go there and you want to like dance till you drop you want to go there and play till you drop I think it, it, to me anyway, it just immediately had that kind of grab yeah. of like, no, you want to be here and stay here forever and just keep sinking in this quicksand. Yeah. It was definitely something to finally get plopped out of that and that whole experience from Jazz Fest and then like come back home. It took me like a whole solid day and a half oh, of yeah. just feeling, feeling like a zombie before I finally was like, okay, I'm back to normal. Left a piece yeah. of myself back there, but back to normal, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I, it brought a piece back with yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Mean, definitely, Taints like, you. When I go there, I'm just so full of just, my bucket is full of just inspiration. Oh, yeah. And I just want to make stuff. I want to plan stuff. I want to scheme. I want to just figure out how I can connect my life more with that town. Absolutely. And the fact that just... Everything there's so goddamn original. Like there's no advertising, there's no billboards. That's uh, a good there point, isn't man. any sort of like, you know, you don't have like big Nike uh, warehouse sh- uh, factory like shops yeah. or like fancy Giant Walmart. I don't know. There's just like, I mean, on the outskirts, of course, and there's definitely some of that. But I think in the heat of the meat of New Orleans, it's just so original. Everyone just makes their own mm-hmm. music and makes their own food, and like everything's intertwined: the art, the food, the music. Um, and it's just like a culture unlike any other city in the United States. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. got a ton of history and character to it. Yeah. But I feel you too, man. There was this weird pull. Like, I think I remember saying to you, it's, you know, hours after getting there. And I'm like, man, I, I just want to like touch a guitar so bad. It makes yeah. you want to play so bad. Yeah. And the, I mean, they have these little microcosm cultures there too. Like the, the New Orleans, they're, they're, I can't remember their official name, but they're called like they're, they're Indians. They're uh. this culture uh, of the locals that build these giant, um, elaborate uh, ostrich feather designed costumes. And oh. they have these huge plumes and uh, they look like Native Americans, but they're paying homage to Native Americans because. Mm. Uh, back in the slavery days, uh, some of the Native Americans helped uh, the slaves escape sure. and gave them shelter. 
Right. And so it's kind of like this, but it's become this kind of like mixture of music and like these elaborate headdresses and these feathers. And And what is there just some, there's like some time of year, there's like a parade. uh, They come out during jazz fest. They come out in full color jazz fest as well as uh, Mardi Gras. I don't remember seeing them jazz fest. There, there was a couple like clusters of them. Sometimes they perform on stage with other bands, Yeah, like galactical play and they'll, they'll bring out the Indians and they'll come out and they, they play like mostly percussion, like cowbells and shit. And they kind of do these sort sort of uh, yeah, there's more Native American hybrid percussion. Native American dances. Yeah. Um, Interesting, but they spend it's like this super elaborate beadwork. They okay. make these like crazy like beaded chess pieces and like belts and like it's fucking. And what beautiful. is it? What are they called? Did you? Uh, I can't really oh, like the okay. technical name. Yeah. I think they they just call them Indians. Indians. Okay. Interesting. And um, that's what they call themselves. Huh. Uh, there's a cool documentary that Vice News did about them, like oh. a mini doc. Love Vice News. Yeah, dude. Vice News is still around, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I yeah. used to watch it all the time. I like Vice News. Yeah, they got some cool shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a Bill Maher thing, I think, or he was a co-producer in it or something. Oh, really? I think so. I definitely, I think they were associated with HBO for a while. I don't Absolutely. They're still, they're still on it. Oh, yeah. HBO? Well, I don't know. Actually, yeah. like I said, I haven't kept up with it, so. Mm-hmm. But I like Vice News. They were cool because they go in depth a little bit. But definitely didn't seem like super slanted to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, a little bit of it. I think maybe what was happening there is they had at least several producers working on something so that it came out feeling at least a little bit more balanced. It was a little more raw, too. Like, For Vice, sure. They had more raw, like, perspectives. That's and, a good like, point. Yeah. Like, a uh, man in the, a little more gonzo-y. Well, they I didn't think. seem afraid to just let whatever they found, whatever they heard be, you know, what it yeah. is. Where I think so many other programs like, they even like 60 Minutes... There's always a slant on it, man. I don't. I realize 60 Minutes is like whatever, and it's been around forever. Dude, every time I try to watch those stories, I'm like, the first line of that story, I feel like this. You know, the reporter has has made up his mind about what this is, and mm-hmm. it's just maybe you call that foreshadowing. But to me, it's like you're just giving away the your thoughts off the beginning, and then everything after just kind of tainted that way. I mean, yeah. not to say that there's not good 60 minute segments. I don't know if you watch 60 minutes. I'm dating myself. I do. I do watch I 60 watch minutes. 60 minutes. <laughs> I just watched a really good one about uh, nuclear fusion. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that was really cool. They Just the breakthrough they had in California recently. That's cool. Now, that surprises the shit out of me, man. Because, really? and I don't know if I've told you this before. It's like one of the biggest fucking stories in the I past know, year. Dude. And the I've, biggest story. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know, as an undergrad, I was taking physics, and I've always been a big student of physics. And when the, you describe like this, the, the fusion versus vision process and what's happening, I'd always say like, it's just a pipe dream. There's no way you could do fusion on earth. And, and interestingly enough, uh, one of the guys, a postdoc that used to work in my group, uh, left at one point to go to California to work on fusion research. So, you know, I knew personally at least one person that was going to that, into that field. So immediately, okay, there's got to be some money legitimacy to this field. But then it was kind of shortly after, it's been only just a few years that they're like, no, we broke through and we have a net positive yeah. fusion reactor, which just blows my mind. And I think they the amount of energy that they took to power the lasers, I guess, yeah. to, to create that to start energy, it up uh, was like more power than the entire electrical grid of the United States. It was like fifteen times more. Well, the instantaneous power. Yeah, probably. the instantaneous power. Yeah, 
And no the amount of power that they created was like just as much as the sun. Well, it's a it's, it's same order. It's the same. It should be the same like flux or whatever of the sun. The sun is just a big fusion reactor. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. it's the same type of energy, the same uh, strength and the energy intensity yeah. that's going to come out of it for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing with fusion is it's almost like a fire, but it's crazy. It's the hottest thing you can imagine. So to strike that hottest match ever, you need these lasers with yep. this crazy fucking instantaneous power. And they power. use diamonds too, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, to focus the shit. Well, you yeah. know, that's what we, when we're doing um, uh, LIDARs in, in my research group, we use a lot of crystals and things. Oh. I remember when I was working, the first science job I ever had was through Penn State, was working at the at Brookhaven National Labs on the Rick Particle Accelerator. Wow. And we didn't have any money. This is the thing that I thought was so funny. We didn't have any money. Later, I'd go on to work for like the Army and the Navy, and they have way too much money, as we just know. They're <laughs> voting on the debt ceiling thing like right now as we're recording this. Oh, yeah. Well, it sounds like it's going to pass. But the one thing they didn't cut at all. It's a big show. Well, at, well here's the thing. Like the Republicans were freaking out, trying to cut any social thing they could, trying to cut anywhere they could. But the one place that they would not cut at all, in fact, this deal gives even more money to yet again, is defense. And definitely as somebody who's worked in the industry, whether you think, you know, it's worth it or not, and I think we should be safe, and I realize all that, but man, the the massive amount of money. So then to back it up, you know, the job I had before that, work, we're trying to study like the fundamentals of the universe, and we're scraping together a couple thousand dollars. We bought Russian used lead glass crystal, but I still remember, mm. so this is used old beat up crystals that we're making a new detector out of. But I, I still remember sitting in this lab with like another, we were undergrads, another undergrad student were polishing. And I'm like, dude, did you ever think in a million years, you know, we'd be here at the particle accelerator polishing our crystals, you know, <laughs> to go in our giant fucking, yeah. have you ever seen the Rick? It looks like a time machine. I was like. How did you polish them? Oh, I don't know. I think it was kind of Windex or something. Oh, Windex. I, 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 it's like we try some not to leave cloth. any streaks. Yeah, with well, a microclass. <laughs> Do you ever see those Carl Zeiss uh, lens wipes? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. we just had like a big giant bucket of those. No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember. I do remember, interestingly enough, we had to wrap them in like a mylar that was basically like a thin um, aluminum foil almost. Oh, interesting. And that was quite hard because if you can imagine a giant, a big, you know, I don't know, 10 pound crystal yeah. that you're trying to wrap in this thing. Like, like a they, space blanket? They all, yes, exactly. Yeah. But they all got nicked up. They all got fucked up. So mm -hmm. it'd be this really hard thing to not nick up the. Yeah, that, that was sort of my first introduction to, to science work, which I thought was kind of crazy. I'm like, look at me with the crystal. So nowadays when I know about lasers and optics and people start talking, yeah, this crystal and that crystal, and I'm like, okay. You know, I know it sounds like Final Fantasy, but it, it's, optics really do use crystal. Next on 60 Minutes, polishing the crystals. <laughs> well, and what about tooling is, has, I mean, you know, I never got that, like, like diamond bits, you know, that because diamond's so hard, so it could cut through anything kind mm -hmm. of shit. But how do they get, I mean, it doesn't look like diamond. I thought the whole thing to me, and I, I don't know much about materials, is that when you line it all up so it's so strong like a diamond, it looks clear like a diamond. Like, uh, Are you talking about specifically the fusion diamonds? No, 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 no. I'm oh. saying like you oh, can go yeah, yeah. buy a Polishing diamond them. bit on a on a saw or a, yeah. a, a drill or something. Well, those are all lab grown, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I just yeah. don't know how the fuck you make that. It's like, what the hell? Uh I don't know. That's a good question. Well, there's a the will, process. there's a way. I mean, you're the scientist. Right. I should know this, but I don't. Well, I do know <laughs> diamonds are hard as fuck. That's why they make it out of that. <laughs> yeah. So it can cut through almost yeah. anything. And that makes a big difference. I remember one time 
trying to get something off my toilet, the inside of my toilet. It's it's probably shit, <laughs> but I can't remember exactly. So we'll just pretend it wasn't. And going to buy a pumice stone, you know pumice stone? Yeah. Yep. So I'm talking to the guy there at like Ace Hardware and I'm like, you know, this thing, this pumice stone's like hard as rock. Like sure it's not gonna scratch my toilet. And he goes, no, pumice is softer than porcelain. Oh, so it will not actually- Is that like diatomaceous, diatomaceous earth? Is that what that is? Stone. Oh, oh, dude, see, you got me there. It looks like something that you kind of mashed mm. up or something. Mm. But anyway, that's the same principle, I think, because the diamond is harder than like, I don't know, steel or yeah. lead. So it will cut through yeah. steel or lead yeah, because sure. it's harder than- Like the all those drill bits that they drill through yeah. the earth. And... That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's just And like... I think they put um, miniature, like some of the razors they use for uh, like Gillette and like uh, has diamond fancy, in it? fancy shaving oh razors. Oh my God. They put diamonds on there. But yeah. see, now that doesn't make any fucking sense to me because I'm just, <laughs> it's, all a, it's all a question of what's harder or softer. So you, you, there's no way in hell that you could justify that you need diamond to cut human hair. But it's great marketing, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The diamond. Yeah. I do think about that. I mean- Razors you got to throw out after a while. So they kind of have, it's like a toothbrush, right? It's got yeah. a built-in thing. But some shit that they just get you to buy it over and over and over again. I'm, I'm struggling to come up with a good example, but I think of this all the time in my life where I'm like, dude, what is, you know, this next version of this, like you're saying the Gillette went out of six blades, went out of seven blades, went out of eight blades. Jesus, I remember the uh, the Bic, no, it wasn't Bic. It was the Gillette sensor. It was like three mm-hmm. blades. No, the, the man, Mach the, 3. The Mach 3. The Mach 3, baby. Yeah. I remember the Mach 3. Yeah, it that was like, a real thing. You would like pull the stubble out of your skin and then shave it down even closer. <laughs> yeah, it would lift the hair out. Yeah, it before lifts the it... hair out of the follicle. Right, but I mean, if you Science. follow the whole, if you follow the whole, you know, pumice toilet thing, you yeah. you probably don't. <laughs> well, did it work? Did it take the skin mark out of your toilet bowl? Oh, That's it definitely did. Oh, it yeah. definitely did. But I'm just saying that the diamond razor might take the skin right off your fucking face. It's like it's. it's well, yeah. I think probably the thing with the razor is just how sharp it is. This is what yeah. I always thought. And same with the having multiple blades is kind of it's kind of stupid, but it maybe just is that you know one blade will get more dull and another one will get will stay sharper, so mm-hmm. that one of them's got to be sharp enough to get the fucking yeah. the lead one probably gets the most wear. Now you never look like you shave very much. You got like a serious. <laughs> you have a nice beard going on. Um, but yeah, I'm lazy. But, but you trim, do you trim it with a with an actual yeah, razor? I did. There's definitely some groom man manscaping going on. Oh no, but, for um, sure. You look I very mean, well groomed. I'm not trying to say that, sir. <laughs> no, but you I look mean, fantastic, especially in that suit. It's, oh man, and those socks! Look at the de- the down to the socks, dude. Yeah, well, you know, I, you're making man- Manhattans, and yeah. uh, you gotta dress. Well, look at I, this year, I'm wearing a, my cocktail wear a hoodie attire. and some sweatpants here. I mean, I look like shit. <laughs> but you make me think that I should be videotaping this as well. Mm. But you know, in here, I don't think this room's gonna cut it right. I'd have to like put some. You gotta dress it up, but yeah, you have, this, you have a nice motif of retro gaming and uh, records. And That's true. The DeLorean, of course. Yeah. And um, yeah, if I put some lighting in scented there, scented candles might help. Yeah, absolutely. Set the mood. Yeah. I love candles. Well, yeah. I have so much scented candles, but you know, like I take baths. I don't, yeah. know, if you, I don't know if you're a fan oh, you're of baths. Oh, I'm a bath man. Oh, through how often through, do you baby. Bath? Uh, not that often. Whenever I can find time. Like once a month? Yeah, probably even less. Maybe once every other month. Do you have like a good bathtub? Oh, I got a badass bathtub. Oh. Big, nice bathtub. Jets? No jets, though, unfortunately. Mm. Why you got you got jets? No, no. Oh, okay. Just, uh, you got know, jets. I'm coming over to your house. Bathtubs, yeah. I'm bringing the bubble bath. I don't. I don't bathe. I mean, I. I'd Never. Love to, if I had a bathtub, I would. I oh. mean, I do have a bathtub. My boys' bath. Yeah. Has a bathtub, it's kind of small. The regular size. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. I've, I think I laid in there one time. Yeah. 
Boom. Well, that's I I love can. That's why you made me think of that because every time I'm getting in the bath with the candles, man. Oh, oh. is always that your your uh, sort of ceremony as you a light bit. candles? Yeah, I light I light like two candles. Bubbles. Yeah, usually bubbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put some bubbles in there. Yeah, and then um, a lot of times I'll, if there's a show that I want to watch, but I don't watch a lot of TV, you know, I'll oh. bring an iPad in there and watch a show. What but, would be a good good bathing? Movie, movie, yeah. I don't. Well, that's like I'm saying, man. I watch so little. I suck anymore. Everybody's like, "Did you see this? Did you see that? Did you see this?" And I'm like, "God, dude, I just don't make the time to do it." You know. I think one of my favorite bathtub scenes in a movie is well, there's a couple. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where yeah. the girl's taking a bath and she's oh my trying God. to stay awake, and then she's falling asleep, and Freddy's blades come, come up, up out of the bubbles, yes, between dude. her legs. legs, yeah, and grabs. Like, it. Oh that is like God. one of the most cinematic. I think that was on the movie that. poster. Or, no. I love. Uh, well, their promo the poster posters. has it like on her face or something. Yeah, dude. Now that's hilarious that you say that because I'm. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be sad if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure on the the previous one where we had I had this place is on it, guys. We started talking about. Yeah, it was. It was on the pipe. We started talking about Jack Frost. Have you oh. ever seen the horror movie Jack Frost? Is that with Michael Keaton? No. Okay, that's the that's the drama Jack Frost where it's so it makes no sense. It's okay. so sad. It's like a yeah. kid and his dad dies in like a car accident, <laughs> but then he comes back as a snowman and they have a heartfelt reunion, which is But this is like a horror movie. It's a horror movie, slasher movie, and yeah. there's a scene in it, a bathtub scene where the oh. girls in the bathtub and all of a sudden I and they're definitely ripping on the on the nightmare oh, one, yeah. I guarantee. But they're like ice fingers. Yeah, well, no, no, it's a, it's his, no, his carrot nose. The carrot like bobs up <laughs> in between her legs. That's awesome. And then he just, and then he doesn't really no even. It's funny because he doesn't really even like kill her or something. I forget. But, he just kind of like pops up out of there. So he's like a snowman. Yeah, he's a snowman, and he oh. kind of like materializes to snow, and she's like stuck in him and screaming. Ah! And he's, yeah. I guess he's like freezing. And he her. just starts pecking her in the stomach. I get. Yeah, is that? He probably did kill her then, but I don't remember how. I just remember oh. the scene with the, the carrot bobs yep. to the top. That's pretty classic. I gotta check that out. Oh, I definitely. Jack Frost. It's a. It's mm. like one of the most ridiculous slashers. I used to use it in my live show, that Chiptunes show. Mm. I used to use that scene in the Christmas scene. I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But you just did. Now you can place it. You yes. see? I think another good uh, bathtub scene is the Big Lebowski. Uh, uh, where the dude is just having a very tranquil scene in his bathtub, smoking a roach, uh, and he's just relaxing. And then these guys break into his house mm-hmm. and basically pull him out of the bathtub, stick his face in the in the toilet, and uh, and then there's another scene. He's also taking another bath in his bathtub, and then they throw a ferret. Uh, a, yeah, like a, like a feral a weasel in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember a weasel, that. Yeah, well, I was like, what is that nice same marmot? Difference. Yeah, and um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, another one of my favorite bathtub scenes is uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, God. do you remember that scene? Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. That's the craziest scene in that, the world. And he's was like, it the White Rabbit song? That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, it's the one guy. It's not. It's not uh, it's Johnny like Depp. It's the other guy. Yeah, Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Well, he's, he is, but he's trying to do it in like the funniest, most fucked up, ridiculous way. And he's in the bathtub, and he's. And he's screaming at him. He's like, pick up the radio. He picks up. He goes, I want you to throw it in here right as as yeah. White Rabbit peaks. Yeah. Man, I want it. This is like, <laughs> I'm peeking it. I'm in this bathtub. And right at the epic of this song, I want you to throw it in. I'm going to die. And he's like, okay, man. Okay, if you want it, I'll do it. I'll do it. And right as the song comes right at the end, he like picks up. He has something like a orange or something. He just throws it at his head. And then he runs out the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's awesome. And then he runs out the room, slams the door. And then they show that scene. If he's like running yeah. to the edge of the hotel room, just, you know, crouching down and then you can hear from inside the bathroom behind mm-hmm. the closed door he is like yep. 
kids. Oh my god, that, I lost it. That was such a fear in like the eighties and nineties, like the radio falling, falling into in the bathtub well, or dude, the hair dryer or like you. all that bullshit. That'll yeah. kill you, man. Yeah, oh, so, for sure. Well, you're talking about t- like I was taking a bath and I had my iPad up there. I think I was playing a game or watching a movie or something. And I think I posted a picture of it or something, and one of my friends said, "Oh my god, aren't you afraid? Like that's going to drop in your tub and kill no, you." No, but it won't. The real the thing, you know, there's not enough charge in that battery, really. Yeah. Like to for to have enough current to get through sure. my body in a voltage. You need the like AC/DC. A, exactly. You need the full a- AC/DC. Well, uh, AC. The AC. Yeah. yeah. DC is a different thing. Direct yeah. current is different. But AC was coming out of your wall, and that will fry your ass. Mm-hmm. It's like 120 volts, so it's going to arc over water and skin and anything. And it has all the, you know, let's say it's a 15 amp breaker. Well, you only need like a couple million, you need less than one amp to kill you. And it's 15 amps. Hmm. So if you throw that in the water, you're definitely yeah. not coming out of that water. But you always had, you always had these nightmare stories of like people with their teeth, the little portable TVs yeah. uh, plugged in their, and their radios and hair dryers. And, Dude, yeah. absolutely. There, you know, there's one Airbnb I remember going to once that had a TV like in the tub. Mm-hmm. And that's all I could remember thinking. I was in there watching the TV because like, this is cool. But the way the TV was mounted, I was like, dude, if that TV actually like any way, shape or form fell off this mount, it would come right in that tub yeah. and would totally fucking kill Didn't me. Didn't Wendy Houston die in the bathtub? I don't think it was because of a TV though. I'm no. going to guess it was the drugs <laughs> that killed yeah. Whitney Houston. Poor yeah. Whitney Houston. I know. You know, just Tina Turner just died. So I feel yeah. like this was a big comparison conversation I remember having with, I don't know, my mom and friends and a bunch of people about Tina Turner. And I just kept realizing how many songs that, of Whitney Houston's that I attributed to Tina Turner. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, is that a Tina Turner song?" No, it's they Whitney definitely Houston. came from the same cloth for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, think so. Musicality wise, I would say they're probably equal um, in my in my view, like in terms of like talent and just swagger, yeah, and charisma. I was never that big of a Tina fan, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. the live show you watch her live, oh, and you're like, "Oh amazing. my god, she's yeah!" Like the female James Brown, up absolutely. There fucking... That's a good way yeah. to describe her. Yeah. But you know what? I never cared for fucking James Brown either. So what the fuck? Yeah, I love his band. You know, this is James Brown thing. I thought was so weird. He had this band that just killed it behind mm. him, and the horns and everything. It's so good. And he'd just be up there going, "Oh, yeah." But his moves, <laughs> his fucking moves. Well, he moved weird. too. Yeah. Maybe that was it because he moved. Oh well, I mean, his yeah, his 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 feet just floated across the floor, his knees and his hips, and like he was just the uh, he was the shit. I, I mean, just I just remembered, you know, listen mostly listening to his songs and being like, how the fuck does that guy get yeah. that band to play that? Yeah, you know what? That's I'm going to bring this around full circle too. As we were talking about in the last episode, we we're talking about um, Frank Zappa, mm-hmm. and I said kind of the same thing. Now Zappa could really play. I'm not trying to diss Zappa on guitar. Like he had that. 60s, 70s, like psychedelic solos that he would do in yeah. the music all the time. But he never played any of that crazy, complicated, hard shit. He just had a band to do it. He did, but he, compo- he composed it. He composed it, yeah. yeah. Well, say, I think James, maybe I'm wrong, I think James Brown wrote that music too. Uh, well, maybe not. I'm sure he had a big part of it. Yeah, maybe I give James Brown too much credit. Yeah. He was all like coked up or something, wasn't he? He was on something. He was on a lot of stuff. So hopped up on drummer, I think, their drummer, uh, specific, I can't remember his name, but who's used quite a bit in like hip hop, mixed and sampled in quite a bit of the Yeah, James Brown drummer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also their sax player, Maceo Parker. I'm a big fan as well. I've seen him a couple of times, but uh, he is just a phenomenal sax player. I think he was one of the leaders of their horn section. Oh, right on. But I so, would say James Brown is definitely one of my bucket list concerts. If I could see anybody from the dead 
perform. Yeah, he it would, would be, be James one of my Brown. Top three. Wow. Yeah, top three. That's a sure. good question, man. Yeah. What about you? I was, I was just thinking, like, I don't know anybody that's dead that I'd really want to see. Not like fucking Jimi Hendrix from Led Zeppelin. Well, those like... all be great. Yeah, Zeppelin would be great. I remember seeing some video of Zeppelin Bowie. back in the day. Bowie's awesome. Yeah, but what I, what my one true wish, you know, I think he, a lot of my very, very absolute famous musicians in my life are actually still alive. Mm. But a lot of them are kind of suck now. Yeah. So it'd be better like go like Yes is a good example. I mm -hmm. listen to some Yes live recordings from like the 70s. If I could have a time machine and go back and see those Absolutely. concerts, I would fucking lose it. But those well a lot of them are dead. Chris Squire's dead, but you know, John Anderson's still there, Steve's house still there, but just I don't like the stuff they're doing. And mm. even like I mentioned before Billy Corgan, I just don't like the stuff he's doing now. It's not He's not dead, but yeah, I, I wish I could go back. I think there's only one original, one or maybe two original members of Yes that are still touring. Yeah, well, Steve Howe is still touring with the band as Yes, but yeah. that is a sad joke in my opinion. That they put yeah. out an album that doesn't sound like Yes. Well, their live show was pretty mind blowing. I must say. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, that's see now that the last time, but it's the you know the lineup changes all the time. Yeah. A couple years ago, a good friend of mine that also loves Yes saw them live, and he I remember sending me some video. And the video was pretty bad. And he was mm. saying, he was like, they're pretty bad. But dude, I know the lineups change all the time. So maybe their current lineup is is good. I mean, like even I just recently saw Toto uh, in Colorado Springs. Yeah, how was that? Fucking incredible. I mean, I think they have the original, two of the original members. They had the, the drummer from Huey Lewis in the news, I think. Uh, oh, wow. No, it wasn't the drummer. Yeah, he was the drummer. And then maybe the keyboard player. But um, That's cool. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like you got a couple of original members. You, I think I saw Foreigner back a few years ago in, in at Red Rocks. Yeah. And uh, but. a few of the original members, but still, they just they killed it. it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. some of them can hold on to it. Some of them can't. I know um, one of my good friends, he saw uh, Bob Dylan. And this was like a couple years ago, too, maybe like five, six years ago. But uh, I remember him telling me with that show, he's like, dude, that guy is too old. To, yeah. be, to be doing this show like it just doesn't sound good anymore i would concur i mean i, I appreciate some people, his library of music and absolutely what he's done for the culture but i yeah i saw him like six seven maybe eight years ago uh-huh um yeah, and would you think thing. yeah right. he's like a cardboard cutout on stage yeah totally yeah. i mean that's so some people can kind of keep doing it rolling stones they're still fucking doing it dude rolling yeah. stones are killing it yeah and i'm not even that big of a stones fan but those guys are 100 years old still rocking their ass off they got a drummer real quick after their drummer passed away. Oh, I didn't even know their drummer passed away. Rolling Stones? Yeah. The original drummer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Finally, one of them died. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, everybody was saying like they had to make that deal with the devil because how in the fuck are they still going, man? Probably their vegan diets. Are they, oh, they're vegans? <laughs> I, I didn't know. I think, I think. They I do think look Mick very Jagger trim. Is. They do look yeah. very trim. You know, it kind of sounds like to me, like vegan or not, but I, do you remember the big fat of the low calorie diet? That was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Was like barely eating anything, and then you're very, you're so thin, you don't even look good. You know, you're like, you're like half anorexic looking, but that would prolong your life because you wouldn't be burning so many calories. You wouldn't be working your body so hard. I think part of that lifestyle too is minimal like activity Are you talking about like too. fasting? Well, it's not necessarily fasting. It was called the low calorie diet. And it was, but, mm. but I, again, it's more of a lifestyle thing. I think you're supposed to like, not really exercise, but also not really eat many calories. But the, you're like, mm. and people that did this would claim that they would live, you know, 10, 20 years longer. Mm. But then, which kind of makes sense to me, I guess. If you run your car real nice and slow at all yeah. times and you never speed up, maybe it la engine lasts longer. But Jesus Christ, man, life is all about speeding up. Life is about it breaking is. the speed it limit, is. dude. 
I like, think what part of the awful secret, existence. I think part of the secret to living a long life is shocking your body once in a while because it oh. it sort of ignites this um, this self defense mechanism and it like yeah. improves your your uh, you know what is it. Um, your immune system. Oh, well, that that's it's like, are you an ice system. bath guy? Is that kind well, of... Well, like, not only... I'm not, I don't take ice baths, but I, I take cold showers once in a while. Sure. Because I've heard that the ice bath is good for your immune system I want to eventually work to the ice bath. But yeah, I mean, because it puts your body into like a defense mechanism. Right. You know, uh, Cameron, bass player Cameron. Oh, I was just talking to him about the party about he, that. Yeah, yeah, he does ice baths he all the time. He fucking goes down to like 36 degrees. I know, dude. He does some crazy shit. Yeah. Him and Amber, I got to get them on the show too, for sure. Yeah. To chat yeah. with them. Interesting, Cameron. interesting people, yeah. both of them. Very and he's a badass bass player, yeah, man. Of course. And a badass ice bather. He's just a badass dude. He's a badass dude all yeah. around. Yeah, you won't catch me doing a fucking ice bath. I'm a baby. <laughs> so yeah. like, well, start with a cold shower. I don't that, even want that. I that's wanna... like a nice cup of coffee. Just do one minute ice cold shower when you first come in. I don't know if I could do it, man. I like a hot ass shower. Well, yeah. I like a hot ass shower. And I noticed same thing we were talking about baths. Mm -hmm. I'll get my bath like wicked hot. Yeah. Or if like somebody else touched it, you'd be like, damn. And yeah. that's where I, I set up my hot tub and I always crank that thing as high Are as Are you a tropical can. like beach guy? Not, not really. Mm. Um, I like it, but I don't care that much for it. Um, you know, when I was growing up in Pennsylvania, it was a nice spot because it was two hours to get to the beach, two hours to get to the quote-unquote mountains, the Poconos. And so every summer we'd go up to the mountains, you know, the cabins up there and the lakes and the, and the woods. And then we'd also take a trip down to the beach and the, the mm -hmm. seashore and the boardwalk and shit. And I don't know why I just always more of a, always more of a, always more of a woodsy guy. I, I really like that. I really like that vibe a little bit Pennsylvania's better. Pennsylvania's got some good wooded areas. It does, sure. dude. The Poconos, yeah. where we used to go yeah. vacation up there, was like, um, God, I can't remember what it's called now, that area. Whitehaven, but it's outside of that. Beautiful, weird little spot with a lot of beautiful lakes. And not like here, the glacial lakes. They're like warm, nice but coral that's not lakes. Like, that's not a tropical beach. I'm talking like Belize and like yeah. Mexico. No, those are nicer. Well, I've only been, I've been to Barbados and Jamaica and yeah. they were way nicer. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The 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 thing to the, like the pool of this like super hot tropical place doesn't do me so. I When I envision like a perfect spot like that, it would be more like in the woods or even up in the mountains in just a really fucking hot, hot tub, you know, while it's snowing on yeah. you. Oh, that's the best. It's snowing on yeah. you, but you're hot as shit in this water, you know, sipping a Manhattan, hopefully, mm. if you can ever find some country noir in there. Indeed. Well, Ryan, my man, dude, yes. I'm so, I'm so glad to have you here. And I'm so glad that you're one of the first that I did. You were one of the first that I asked, like, and I didn't know if anybody would want to do this. I guess I should have figured. It's like, come over and have a drink and fucking talk with me for an hour. But you were on the first. You were just immediately like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And and here you are. Here we are. Looking suave as hell. Well, that's mm. been an hour, so. Really? Yep. I know. Mm. Time flies, man. Time okay. flies. Yeah. But it was it was great chatting with you. Thanks so much for coming out and looking freaking Thanks, amazing. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. I love I'm super, super grateful that you invited me to this space. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. Bye.